All right, guys, welcome to Inside the Unsigned. My name is Joe Deke. And I'm OG. <laughs> Hell yeah. And we have today on the podcast, Brett Fondell. How's it going? Hell yeah. How you doing, man? How are you, man? Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Absolutely. So, Good to have you. Uh, uh, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, really love the Relapse Symphony and all that, but don't you, don't you have something else going on too? I think you told me. Uh, yeah, I, I was doing like, a, I cut an EP with a project I was doing called Heathens for a little bit. Um, that EP's out. It, we have like a band camp and everything, but uh, I'm sort of like rebuilding that band right now. Um, I started that band with some old friends, but things were just like weren't moving as quickly as I wanted to. So like then the relapse thing, we did a reunion show and that like all came up. So I kind of just like fucking went for that for a while and, you know, stopped pulling yeah. my hair out with that other thing. But the EP is out. The EP is tight. I made it all myself. I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna have to peep that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What? Uh, I, uh, well, I know we had some uh, discussions as far as uh, what what I would classify the Relapse Symphony, and we can get into that later as far as genre. Oh, we gotta talk about genres. Oh no. I know the, <laughs> no. the worst. But like, what what uh, what sort of like vibe or like feel were you going for Heathens at least? Uh, Heathens was just like um, I wanted it to be like a punk band in the style of the stuff I like grew up loving and listening to like, um, because punk like doesn't really mean shit anymore. Like if you say the word punk to people, like every single person probably has a completely different idea what that means, you know, from each person you ask. So, so yeah, it was just supposed to be like, uh, it was just like, I was in another band and and we were kind of like thrown in a scene for so many years with relapse symphony. And we were always being told by like a manager guy or a label guy or, you know, whoever the fuck, you know, like what we were supposed to be doing. So, I think the doing that Heathen EP was just sort of like a reaction to all that. It was like, okay, well, now that that is like on hold, I'm just going to go do whatever the hell I want for a little bit. And yeah. And that's, that's- yeah, I feel that that's, I mean, that's cool. And sometimes you got to, you know, have like, I, I don't know if you would consider it necessarily like a side project or just another project, but for it's me, honestly like uh, just like a pet project of mine, man. Like I did like fucking everything. Like oh, yeah. all the art for it, I recorded it myself. I played all the instruments. I wrote all the music, everything. Like I just did it myself because, like, I kept trying to like make it like a real band, <laughs> like going to like a producer and and all that shit. And like every time I did that, I just couldn't make people like understand what I wanted. And I felt like it wasn't that fucking hard to wrap my head around. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna like do it all, literally all of it. And I did, and I put it out. And like a few people oh, cared. It was cool. I don't know. <laughs> That's cool, man. You want something done right, do it yourself, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely feel that and uh you know, especially, you know, you're you're in relapse for how long? Like how how long has that project been going on? Like five, six years. Yeah. So when you're like in a project like that, like working on stuff all, all the time for one project. That's a long ass time for bands now, dude. That that's oh, dude. five years in band years now. That's insane. <laughs> it really fuck. It's sad, but it's it is insane. There's very few bands that stick around for you know more than well. Actually, to be honest, most bands break up within the year of forming. Like, because <laughs> you're you're just like five or six people who are all like, hey, you guys want to like go live in a van together and like ruin your lives for like half a decade? And you're <laughs> sounds like, sounds great. Uh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, yo, but it's like not going to be awesome at all. It's going to suck and like be, be really sad all the time. And then you're going to be like, yeah, let's do it, man. That's like being in a band. Let's start a whole nother band. Do it again. <laughs> yup. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure it was nice to kind of like step away from it for a little bit and, you know, kind of just get all your like own creative like expressions out and like, all right, this is just me doing like doing my thing. I don't need to worry about like somebody talking my ear, like label. Right. Yeah, it was just cool. Man. It was just cool to like get it out, just do it, and have fun. That's fucking dope. How was that um, that reunion tour? I, I saw like your fucking the hype the whole time. I was like, they're they're on their marketing game right now. Like, was that all you guys, or like how how did you guys go about it? Yeah, no, nobody helped us with the reunion show. We kind of just um, 
I don't even remember exactly how like the first like I don't remember like the first conversation I we had, but I I'm sure it was like me hitting up JC or JC hitting up me and being like, yo, like you know, I kind of missed the band. Like, let's do a show because we we never really like said that we broke up when we did. We kind of just like went away. Like we didn't, we didn't post yeah. anything. Like nothing. Um, I actually like called our booking agent and canceled our last show because nobody wanted to play it. <laughs> Damn. And then I was like, and then we just went home, and then like that was that. And uh, then like a couple years went by. And, like, that whole time, people are, like, all these people are going, you know, what the fuck is going on with the band? You know what I mean? Like, and we didn't post anything, like, for years yeah. on, on our socials at all. And, like, a couple years go by, and we're still getting this shit. Like, is, is, are you guys still a band? And all the people that have caught on were also getting, like, oh, I wish they would have, like, given us one more show. Or, like, at least we could see them one more time. So we're, like, you know, I probably just, like, hit up JC and said, fuck it, man. Like, let's do it. I miss you guys. Like, let's do a show. I think, like, a lot of people would want to fucking see it. And then it was, like, rad as fuck. We, like, sold it out. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's super awesome. I was, like, as soon as I saw that, uh, like, I, I think you guys, didn't you guys, like, sell out, like, oh, at least a week or two before uh, the show even started? So that's, like, really good. Like, it wasn't, like, a door sell out. Like, you guys pre-sold that shit yeah yeah there there were actually like a lot of people who came to the show who were like really worried because they they like came anyway like even though they didn't have tickets they were like oh we know it's sold out but like we we're gonna try to like figure out a way in like or, or just like <laughs> see, see if like anybody was selling tickets here or anything so we were like i mean and fuck it, it was like crazy damn that's gotta feel good though man coming back and have all that love shown that's sick yeah, yeah, I, it was, like, definitely fucking, it was super overwhelming um, seeing all the familiar faces, like, people I haven't seen for years, and, like, uh, the the fans were, like, crazy, and they sang everything, like, we played some super old shit that, like, we hadn't played, like, we probably played it, like, one tour, you know what I mean, and that was it, like, and they still sang that stuff, and, like, so that that was, like, amazing, but you you also kind of go, like, fuck, like, this would have been awesome that one time in like fucking Missoula, Montana, you know, when like I was fucking starving to death and like fucking I only had enough to like get myself a beer. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like there, there's so much of that and all the like really, really rad stuff is like kind of, it's more rare. You know what I mean? So yeah, for that, like it, when you're, when you're in the Midwest somewhere on a tour, sometimes you forget about like how cool it can be too. And then it like goes bad. You know what I mean? So like, it, it's good and bad. It's, it's, it's weird, but fucking, I loved it. I had a good time. So fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Out in the Midwest when you're just go out and snort some cocaine off a bitch's ass and you're good. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh my God. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did my Molly crew time. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Sex, drugs, and rock and roll never dies, bro. We're yeah. going to live that way till I'm, I'm going to die. There's this guy uh, from a band that was, like, on our label, um, and he, like, got, like, uh, he, he was, like, under a bunch of fire for a while because he had, there was actually a picture of him snorting coke off a girl's ass that got put on the internet. And, Fuck like, yeah. everybody, like, fucking hated him. <laughs> because we're like, too sensitive now. What's up with that? Everyone's so sensitive. Like, that would be fucking, that would be cool to do. Yeah, what, but like, the, 20, the, problem was, the problem was he was in one of those, like, Black Veil Bridesy kind of bands where, like, their whole thing was, like, oh, we, we want to save your life and we're good guys and superheroes <laughs> and all that. Um, yeah, I get it. I get and it. And we, like, like, our look got us a lot of Blackville Brides fans. So, like, we would get those kids, too. But we were, like, assholes. Like, yeah, like you want to talk about, like, fucking Motley Crue party shit. Like, that was our deal. You know what I mean? We, we were, like, five Nikki Sixes in a band, like, all being the worst motherfuckers. So, like, our fans kind of knew to expect that. This dude goes and get he does bad shit behind closed doors, and then people find out, and they hate him for it. Man, but still, if he wants to go ahead and... And that is the reason why I think Donald Trump is the president. Yo, fuck that nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, but he's an asshole out in the open, and it's fucking seems to work for him. I low-key respect that, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Good old Trump. Hey, nah, fuck Trump. I don't like Trump at all. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I respect his guts. That's all I'm saying. He got balls. He's a ballsy motherfucker. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely has, you know, well, kind of not getting off the Donald Trump thing, but it's still the, uh, like, you know, upfront, like, being transparent thing. I think that's a really important thing because, like, if you have, if you're, like you said, if you're already, like, giving off that, like, vibe and people know what to expect, like, hey, we're not trying to hide anything. You already know what's up when we're showing up. Like, we're, like this is us. Like, like it, love it or leave it. Right. And, and look, look, the, like, my thing is, like, I, I didn't say, like, I don't want to knock Black Veil Brides. Like, like, that's an insult. But, like, that was just, like, a benchmark thing. I feel like that happened in music, you know, where, like, a lot of bands saw Black Veil Brides get really big doing like a kind of music that a lot of bands were doing. So like all these like jerk off bands started copying them. Right. And like copying their whole thing. Cause they knew it would work with their fan base. Like all these bands turned into like, Oh, you know, Mr. Nice guy. And you know, like, Oh, we were all bullied and outcasts and all that shit. You have yeah, all these yeah, bands yeah. like making money off these kids, like terrible, like negative shit they have in their lives. You know what I mean? Which is like so annoying. Uh, so like, but when Blackville Brides did it, it was fucking honest. And it was like some some kind of shit that came out of left field. Like like it was fucking real, dude. If you went to a Blackville Brides show, like on, on a tour from their first album, it was like, well, it was like kind of like some super punk rock shit. Like they they had all these kids like painting their arms black and shit. Like no bands were fucking doing that at all. Now right, it's right. like every fucking band does that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. So like it worked for Black Veil. It was fucking tight when they did it. I, I I'm not even gonna go there. I got in so many arguments. Don't say it, Joe. Don't say it. I'm just gonna keep my lips. Yeah, I know now. your band did it too. Look, it's cool and all. I'm just saying, like, fucking, they I, they started I, it. You know. For the record, I did not. I painted. I like did my eye makeup, but that's just me. That's just what I usually do. But... I mean, if you want to get super fucking technical about it, dude, Nine Inch Nails did it first. Yeah, I mean, it's like. And there's so many bands that have done like the whole face paint and just like all that sort of stuff. It's just, it's everywhere. But like, you know, that was like the most recent popular thing uh, or like it kind of resurfaced a little bit. Dude, like, like you would have thought a fucking marketing team got together and thought of the idea of Black Veil Brides. It was fucking genius. Right. They just blew up like completely out of nowhere. Like I remember uh, we opened like one of our biggest shows. It was... Uh, we were the only like local band on the show. It was us, and then Motionless, then William Control, and then Blackville Brides. Oh, yeah, I was there for that. And that was that was the very first time I ever heard of Blackville Brides. I was like, "How are you guys headlining?" And then all of a sudden, I see them like everywhere. I'm How like, long ago was that? Oh fuck, that was like super long ago. I think that was yeah, that was a like six, seven years back or something. That was like was that when your band was called? You guys had that other name, right? Yeah, Kamisato. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's when uh, we were doing that. That's when like things were like really picking up for us, and we were starting to get all that all that good traction and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was just crazy. I was like, they had like a gigantic ass curtain like in front of the autobar stage that like dropped down. I was like, who the fuck are these painted motherfuckers? I felt like, <laughs> yeah, never heard, heard of this band. Yeah, I'm dude, because I remember it, like that's back when like me and Andy were like homies, right? And like, because uh, fucking. The first time I saw them, I took, like, my girlfriend to go see them because I knew she was a big fan. I was like, oh, they're playing this fucking place that I would always go to. So I was like, let's go. <laughs> and she was right. like, all right, cool. So we went. And then, like, me and Andy, like, started talking about, like, dead boys. And I was like, what? But he was, like, so cool, you know. And then he was like, oh, you should, like, come to our other shows. So I would, like, go to their shows all the time. And, uh, like, yeah, it, it was just, like, even motionless dude like they weren't they just looked like fucking dudes and like fucking jeans and t-shirts like they weren't doing any makeup shit like chris chris like yeah you could tell he was into like marilyn manson but like it was it wasn't like what black Velt was doing right right yeah that was like just when they were starting to like you know get into that because i like we had played shows with motionless even before that like back when it was like basement shows because they're from pa2 or whatever Back when it was just like fire halls and stuff like that, we played a few shows yeah. with them. They didn't or like really... churches. Remember all those fucking metalcore <laughs> bands used to play churches? What was that yep. shit? Dude, that was, I always, every, every single time, like, I was like, where are we playing? 
Oh, a church? Uh, so I have to censor myself? This is dope. I like this. And you're yeah. going to sound like shit, probably. <laughs> it was weird because like, I felt like, you know, like the punk rock cliche is like to play a show in a basement or like a garage party, you know? Right, yeah. And like the cliche like metalcore kid thing was like to play a show at a church. Yeah, I mean, especially in those early days, you're not wrong. Now the like... Because all the, all the kids in my high school that were, like, the swoopy hair kids were, like, always hanging out at churches. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? <laughs> that's funny to think about. That's really funny to think about. Damn. Church goer-ass niggas. That might have been part of the part of the strategy. Let's let's get all these sad kids to... I grew up in, like, a really religious town, too. Like, I grew up in, like, a small town where, like, there's a church on every corner. You know, like, everybody get everybody's whole culture is, like, Walmart. And like, you know, <laughs> Jesus Christ was just like the way. So it was like super weird, man. Yo, Jesus Dude. is a hard ass nigga though. <laughs> nigga you walking all... on water and shit. Yo. I think he might have I think he might have like just been a magician. I think he might have been the first guy to like come up with an illusion and like sh- to sh- and he would show people for fun and they were like, Oh my god, and they, you know, they make up all these crazy stories about this guy. He was like, good at it though. Water. I fucked with that nigga, he was good at it then. He was like the first Chris Angel. Yep. Foot that OG. Shit, feeding niggas that o- fish and bread. The whole Chris the whole Angel thing. is God, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. It's my nigga. The OG Houdini. Is Chris but, Angel yeah. still alive? That's fucked up. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he might be. No, I remember he was like he was like doing popcorn commercials or something, right? Damn. I don't. I don't to. remember that. But maybe he's doing like a really long disappearing act right now, and that's why. We haven't oh, it's still levitating, that was a bro. good one, Joe. <laughs> Joe with the jokes. That was uh, a joke. That, that was a, oh, now Brett's got the jokes now. He's got the jokes. I see you. <laughs> but yeah, Joe, so you, tell, us, tell us a funny story about the Rock and Roll Warrior store. <laughs> uh, there's, there's some good ones. Uh, I'll leave one like kind of like for a little bit later, but because uh, it's the very last night, I already know you know what I'm talking about. But I, one of my most, like, favorite nights was the night that uh, we traded band members. Do you remember that? Kind of. Like, when, uh, when you guys, I, I forgot, like, a couple guys traveled in your van and then a couple of. Oh, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, but that was, like, on a drive back to where we were sleeping. I mean, Oh, yeah, but, and we did it the next day, yeah. Yeah, but, like, we were getting, like, we were turning up, like, on the drive there and. I think I think I I believe I was in in your guys' uh, van. I think Quincy came too. Yeah, and yeah, it was you and Quincy. <laughs> spilled whiskey or some shit like that, or some Jack Daniels. Oh, uh, definitely. And, and I remember yeah. Quincy and JC got in like a naked wrestling match. Oh, lol, wow. <laughs> I do not remember that. I'm glad I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, you were pretty that? fucking hammered. Yeah, I mean that that was. Uh, Just stayed hammered. I, that was because you were like trying to get life advice from me, and I was like, "You're asking the wrong fucking dude, bro." <laughs> Yo, bro, what do you think I should do with myself? <laughs> I do not. I don't even remember what I was asking. Joe, about. Joe was like, "How should I be a person?" And I was like, "I don't have it figured out at all." Why are you, <laughs> you asking? Know me? What I would have told Joe is start some cocaine off a bitch's ass tonight, and you'll find out. <laughs> Done oh deal. God. That's fucking. That sounds like some shit. That drunken Joe would say, "How do, how do I be a person?" <laughs> I don't. <laughs> You're like sad about something. You're like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, Well, fuck it. You're like on tour. You're like the singer of a band. It's fine. And what's funny is after the tour with y'all, they hop on tour with my band, and these niggas are lit immediately the second I see them. Four locos in hand. I'm giving Quincy a haircut, and I'm like, What the <laughs> fuck's going on, man? Well, I feel like because I feel like. Um, Phantoms was maybe a little bummed to be on tour with us because they were used to playing with big boys like Motionless and White. Oh, tell them. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not at all the case. So Joe, Joe was like, dude, what should I do? My life is failing. I'm on tour with you. And I'm I was on that like, downgrade. I don't know. <laughs> Bro, I've been downgraded. Why'd you let this happen to us? Joe was like, I'm on tour with you losers. <laughs> Don't don't you drag my name through the mud like that, Brett. And there's, and there's Luke, he, Luke, <laughs> nah, I'm just like, yeah, though, fuck no, 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 but honestly, it was it was super cool because it was. I've always heard of your guys' name, um, 
but before that tour, we, like we've always we've been in the same area technically, and not once have we played a show together before that. And I thought that was really weird. Yeah, there were like, some I, really fucking sick shows on that tour. There were some really bad ones, and then like half of it got canceled too because of that weird thing that happened in New York that year. I don't remember what happened. It was like this weird thing where like venues were being shut down because I don't I don't fucking remember because it was like a few years ago now. But I remember like in, in like upstate New York, like there was like a, a few venues, like a handful of venues that were like getting shut down and like all the shows were canceled and shit. And oh, yeah, because I remember uh, Boogie's closed down, right? Yeah, yeah, there was a few of them and and like a few uh, two or three of the dates um that we had booked in that area got canceled. So I, I remember, like, I remember we were all, like, fucking laughing because we were at, like, my girlfriend's house staying over, and we were like, fuck, we're on tour, but, like, we haven't even left, like, Brett's house yet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I do. I kind of remember that. Uh, now, now I remember that because that was, like, we played the first few shows. Like, we did Virginia, then Baltimore, and then, like, your girl was with you, and then you were – like you met up with us uh, along the way somewhere else. I, I do remember that. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and, uh, those shows were fucking sick. Baltimore was awesome. Virginia was awesome. And then like it was like, all right, we're off for like a week. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it felt. That was it was it was strange, but um. And I remember Tennessee what, was like one of the fucking raddest shows ever. I don't remember. Tennessee what what was that that was that skate park yeah yeah that was that remember was where you guys had to cover up your t-shirt because it said like motherfucker on it yeah motherfucking center yeah and then you wrote you censored it for us yeah <laughs> I put we put mother trucking gosh darn center yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny as hell that was yeah, a that- great show man that and it was like all on the floor I remember the floor was all like fucking slippery from like sweat it was dope yeah, that was that was definitely a very very raw show uh, for us since we use a lot of like uh, backtrack stuff. It was definitely a lot muddier than I would have wanted, but just oh, uh, you fucking wiener! It was yeah. cool, man. You so, <laughs> call him a wiener. I like that. It was, that. Uh, <laughs> it was at a oh, we didn't get to too, use right? our tracks. So yeah, fucking sucked. <laughs> oh fucking man, that wiener. show was dope. Nah, you because I, I thought you guys were awesome that night. I thought everybody was really good. Cause I remember I fucking sat like right behind uh, Bob while you guys were playing, and you guys okay. were all jumping around and shit. It was dope. Oh yeah, that was that was a fun show. And then uh, that brings me to. Oh my- man, you want to hear a fucking crazy story about that show? Actually, I do. All right, so oh dude, I have like a bunch of crazy fucking stories about that show because I watched I I saw a car accident happen at that show. Holy shit! Yeah, I fucking saw one. Because this, uh, remember, like, how there there was, like, there was definitely, it, it, there was parking, but it wasn't a parking lot, you know what I mean? It was only, like, there was, like, one row cars yeah. of, like, parking. Like, you just sort of, like, drove right up to the building. It was, like, right on the side of the, that one-way street. Right. And you just turned in and parked, like, right in front of the place. And a lady, like, turned the wrong way down this one street like right into another car just like fucking i don't know if she wasn't looking or what the fuck but i was like yo like and then bam like i don't think anybody got like seriously hurt but they were definitely like fucking shaking up like everybody was like crying and like freaking the fuck out and shit yeah okay but the other crazy thing that happened to me is i was actually like sick as a at that show, like, I had, like, a fucking, some kind of fucking sinus infection or some shit, um, and I told my girlfriend that, and she was like, oh, well, I know this girl who's coming out to the show whose mom is a nurse, and she can get you, like, fucking antibiotics, and, you know, you can just take care of that and finish the tour and fucking, you know, boom, you know, like, you'll be set. Right. So I'm like, all right, fuck yeah, hook that shit up, like, I love when that shit happens, so, uh, (laughs) I was also, like, uh, a great way I got my head sewn up when we were on tour of New Year's Day when I jumped off the PA system and fucking slashed my head up and okay, but I don't want to get sidetracked. So, uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, so I was like, yeah, send her out. Fucking tell her I need some antibiotics. Whenever like thinking she would bring me pills, right? 
Hell right. no. Shows up with a fucking syringe. What? And she's like, all right, pull your ass out. I got to give you the shot in your ass. Oh, my God. And her daughter's, like, standing there, like, with her eyes, like, huge, like, just waiting fucking for me to just whip my ass out. That is fucking hilarious. Yeah, like. and I was like, uh, excuse me? And she was like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, give you a shot. You know, it's the best way. You know, you'll feel better in no time, like, probably by tonight. And I was like, fucking no way, really? But, like, <laughs> but like, fucking 80% of me was like, oh, dude, dude, like, really, no way. I can't fucking do that. So, like, I, like, hesitated. I was like, dude, I thought you were going to, like, bring me, like, pills and antibiotics. And she was like, no, right. no, that's, like, way too slow. You have to take that shit for, like, a week. You know, you'll, you'll feel better by tonight with this. And I'm like, dude, oh my God. I just, I felt like I had like no choice. I felt like, I felt like kind of like an idiot if I didn't do it, but also like in the most like uncomfortable position. Cause she just like came up to our van and like knocked on the door. Like, like I heard her come up to the van and be like, do you think he's in there? And her daughter's like, I, I don't know. And oh like, knocked, just banged on the door. And I was like, oh fuck, that's probably them. You know, like, and I didn't know she had a syringe. So fucking, I like whipped the door. I was like, Hey, what's up? So yeah, I got the shot in my ass and I put your pants felt, down, nigga. <laughs> hell yeah, that's what happened. I fucking I did it and felt really embarrassed and then felt really good. By the end of the night, I felt fucking great. The next day, I was fine. That's a fantastic but, story, I must say though. Goddamn. Yeah, she saved my life, but that was uh, terrifying for sure. Jesus Christ. The and then we the- had a fucking great show. It was fun. There you go. And, and then moral of the story is: if you want to feel better, it's got to go in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Brett experienced that firsthand. Going going in the ass is always better, I guess. <laughs> that's funny to say. But um, Doctor Brett, <laughs> that, that's a new show, Doctor Brett. Um, and do you remember? Uh, as soon as I named the venue, I'm sure you'll remember the story. Uh, Drunk Horse Pub. Uh, was that like one of the last shows we had? Yeah, it was either one of or the last show. I, I'm pretty sure, but um, th- there's like a 30% chance I might just be like mixing up the name with the club. Well, so the <laughs> Drunk Horse Pub, that was in uh, North Carolina. And uh, I forgot like who it was, but like the show the show was basically over. I oh, know it was over. I think all, all the bands were like loading out and stuff like that. And uh, whoever the girl was that was like, working the venue or like you know collecting the uh like tickets or whatever i don't think she was the promoter i think she just worked there apparently she recently got a boob job and uh she was like in the back like that you know that little there's like a little porch that we load out on and oh like, uh, yeah yeah okay yeah this is the place <laughs> i was thinking of yeah and then so like literally like there was like a line like not even like it seemed like it was a line to like go and see her tits or whatever because she just was like lifting up her shirt, showing everybody or whatever. Mm. And like everybody was like walking by and like, you know, being respectful. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then fucking. <laughs> I don't think I was around for this. I, I don't remember, but I remember. Uh, because I remember hanging out in the parking lot with D, Quincy, and uh, Anthony. No, 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 no. D was the one that ruined it for everybody. That's the funniest part. Uh, it, I, I don't know. So like. Everybody was walking by this girl while she's, like, flashing everybody with her, like, new tit job or whatever. And he, Homeboy comes up and starts he, – he, like, puts his hands on her tits and then starts motorboating. And then she just, like, shoves him away and then storms back inside. And everybody's like, what the fuck, D? Come on. It was funny as that. <laughs> no, I, I don't remember that. But, yeah, I'm fucking sure that happened. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on, man. But, yeah, it was pretty funny. Molly Crew like, stuff, man. And <laughs> in, in my head, I was just like – like, first of all, I was like, this is kind of weird because, like, obviously this is the only exit for everybody to leave. But it looks like there's a line to, like, like out the door to see this girl's, like, new boobs or whatever. And I was like, this looks really bad, but we're all just trying to load out. <laughs> like, and then Daniel's like, Ugh. it was really funny. Was she, like, 40? <laughs> uh, Was who? Was she, like, 40? Who? The chick. Uh, sh- Maybe not that old. <laughs> I remember there being, like, a couple of these, like, fucking older, like, sluts there for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it, it was getting towards uh, the end of the tour, so I was, you know, pretty uh, pretty lit most of the time anyway, so I don't quite, quite recall. But, yeah. 
yeah that was a that was a good tour i mean it, it was it was a lot of fun and it was kind of like a uh not a warm-up tour but it got us like ready to go on this next tour that we had immediately after with in oh uh, yeah yeah i remember you guys were going on a tour after that. yeah yeah so like it got us guys ready for a month and a half full of that sort of those sort of antics and boy was that interesting as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a good story there's a lot so, of fun um, stories but you know <laughs> so you live uh you live in like new jersey right uh yeah or that sort of area and yeah yeah, yeah. Your, your whole the rest of the band's like in virginia and i know i know when you were like saying that you were doing the reunion practices and stuff like that and i'm sure when you guys were you know, going, you know, full time, you, you constantly had to make that drive. Like how often did you have to do that? Oh, fuck man. I did it like every other week. Shit. How, yeah, how it sucked. <laughs> it sucked ass, but you know, you gotta practice. How, how long of a drive is that? It was like three hours. Damn. That's had like, to get up early as shit. I think, I think Orion's on that same boat with uh, his, his current thing he, yeah he lives- three hours two and then back it's uh it's worth it though you know just jam some music and whatever you got to do yeah you try <laughs> yeah right <I'm- laughs> it's sometimes things- you get, like music doubt like sometimes i'm like oh my god i just don't want to hear anything well sometimes yeah, i it- come down with my guitar so we'll, we'll just start talking about shit just to you know talk about dude shit whatever yeah, I mean, and that's dude I mean, shit. I don't know. I don't think I'm good at dude shit. <laughs> that that bro. Well, I mean, that bro life, son. When when I'm asking you like, like how how do I be a person, and you can't give me an answer, then yeah, you're not very good at dude shit. <laughs> <laughs> not good at life shit. <laughs> like, yeah, well, d- don't do anything I do. <laughs> that, I'm, not that, a, I'm not a good person. I try to be. <laughs> that's uh that's brett's life motto just don't do what i do yeah <laughs> that's funny as hell but yeah um i mean the reason i i bring that up though as far as like the distance thing i feel like uh oh, i thought we lost somebody um because uh it like it's something that's all you know kind of at least for like anybody who's listening to this uh, it's not always going to be easy to find band members like right in your area and many times like if you find people right in your area it kind of becomes like a convenience like hey we're all playing together just because we're near each other or whatever but that's not really showing any like commitment or sacrifice and that's not really like showing that they're ready to like you know go long distances to like make uh, yeah sure and you kind of that. that's it, you that's where you find out man you go out for the first time and fucking the people who aren't into it, they don't, they don't go back. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. You, you find that very, very, or they might last a couple, you know? Yeah. You find, you find that out pretty soon, like pretty quickly. Like I I noticed like, at least with my band or whatever, a previous band, uh, you know, whenever we started getting more like long distance or longer distance shows or like really important shows that, you know, people would have to take off work for and stuff like that. That's when, you know, you started to see people kind of like give some resistance and be like, wait, hold up. Um, I don't know if I'm trying to commit like this hard. Like, you know, I this is cool, but like, you know, I don't know if this is like my my passion. I'm not really trying to sacrifice, uh, you know, all of what what I have going on besides the band or whatever. So, yeah, it's definitely, definitely fucking tough, though. Yeah, and I mean, it's also, like, I, I kind of understand how much, like, you kind of have to be a little bit of a fucking idiot to, like, do a band. Like, you kind of have to be a little psychotic. Because I, I you, you have to, you have to like, decide, like, okay, I'm just, like, going to say fuck real life and just, like, do a band. You know what I mean? Like, I get that some people, I, agree. I get that some people realize, like, okay, I don't, I don't really want to do that. Like, I kind of want to real life a little bit more like i want to have like money and like stability like i get that it's totally makes sense yeah you know what i mean I, I think sometimes people in bands you know and and people that start bands that are really aggressive or weird or you know like like a person like me you know i like a lot of weird fucking shit and i don't expect stuff i do to be 
like massive and sell millions you know what I mean so I think sometimes musicians like me get a little bit weird in the sense that they're like oh you know why do why do why is the world this way why you know the starving artist mentality you know what I mean like why why aren't I paid for my art it's like you kind of have to re- realize that, like, you're a little bit of a fucking weirdo, and your art's fucking weird, and, like, that's not a bad thing, but, like, that's just, I guess, the reality of it, like, I don't know, I guess I just kind of realize that, and it's okay with me. Yeah, I mean, one thing, uh, for sure, that, you know, you don't really think about when you first, like, like, when you're saying, hey, I want to do the band thing, like, it looks cool, like, I, I want to be on stage or whatever, but, like, I don't think a lot of people realize uh, when they're first starting all like the harsh realities of what comes with trying to pursue something like being in a band. Because like you said, you know, especially in your beginning stages, you're fucking broke, like hungry, and you have a choice. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like when you're a kid, you fucking start a band, like you think about like being on stage with like you know fucking a, a thousand people watching you or ten fucking million people out or whatever the fuck you know right and uh you know that's that's awesome but you know that's that's not like the complete reality of it because you know we're just we're all just fucking like people figuring out who we are and shit you know we are what we make we are our art you know and Sometimes it's fucking weird. That's cool. It's cool with me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well said. Well said. I like that. Yo, Orion, are you are you uh, driving or something? Fuck yeah, I'm driving. You get some more fucking beer. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like... I, <laughs> I was like... Can, you, can y'all hear me good? Not really. We can but, hear you like yo, my you can bad, tell yo. you're driving. No, I mean, it, it's all good. Um... Your boy's on a mission. I'm on a mission inside the unsigned to get some fucking beer in my bat. That, I mean, that's how we do it. Inside the unsigned, I'm going raw right now. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're straight. Um, he's living the Motley Crew life right now. <laughs> he's like, I, I need some more. <laughs> I did not, I did I not pick more. up more. <laughs> I'm actually uh, getting some fucking cocaine, honestly. Fuck it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Just don't I, drink and drive. That's not cool. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Too late, nigga. Oh my God, you're being a bad influence, Orion. But um, so sorry, kid. So as far as uh, relapse goes, though, was that like a one-off thing, or like is it just gonna kind of be a random thing where you're like, "Hey, I missed it again. I want to play," or like, do you guys like what? What are you? What are you thinking? Like, what are you? What are you? I guess what are you in particular hoping to do for your next move musically? I think I think like between all of us, we're not. We're just trying not to be in a place where everything's so fucking forced the way it was before. So what what do you mean by that? I know like you're talking you um, you're referencing like labels and management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like, it, like from it, it was like the bigger we were as a band and the hotter we were, you know, like the. You know, the hotter our name was in the scene or whatever the fuck, you know, um, the the like more pressured and forced everything was. Like, gotcha. yeah. So, you know, like our, when we first started out and there was all this buzz and we like got all these cool shows and all this shit, you know, um, there, there we had all these like different like managers coming at us and be like you know i want to manage you guys and you guys should do this and you guys should do that just all this pressure and forced bullshit you know and, like when you're a kid and you're fucking like 19 years old and all this shit's happening to you and like like i remember just being stoked to like be in the first like my first like real like studio where there's like people who like actually can do like a fucking legit recording and you like know what the hell they're doing and stuff Right. I remember just being excited about that and then, you know, there's all these like weird people like telling me what I should do and be and be like and what I should wear and sound like and try to, you know, like all this shit. And uh, yeah. like it, it wasn't even until like, you know, we did like an EP of full length and then our second record, it wasn't really like our second record to me that we became any, we became like who the band we would become, you know what I mean? Like the true relapse into you know the band we like want to be 
Right, right. So, like, now I think we're just trying to, like, really avoid that, like, bullshit. Like, we just want to, like, be a, a, in a in a band that we like fucking being in and keep it fun and cool and just, like, good for everybody, you know? Yeah, like, not, not as much, like, pressure behind it and, you know. Like, it was just, like, a lot of, like, killing ourselves to make other people a little bit of money, it seemed like. Yeah, I feel that. And, like, you know, some of the suggestions that you know, they have, like, some are good and some are, like, oh, come on, like, man, like, I, like, just spent all this money on recording, now you want me to drop uh, more money on doing this, like, you know all of our situations and all that sort of stuff, um, but, like, they, they do offer up, like, some useful stuff, at least for me, uh, I remember when we first got our first, I guess, management deal, uh, they brought us in, like, the day after the show, and they was like, hey, uh, we love your music, you guys, uh, perform really well on stage but i need all of you guys to tomorrow to drop like 100 to 200 dollars at h&m because you guys need to update your wardrobe like shit totally <laughs> so, that's so was, fucking weird well i mean it, that i think that was actually good advice because we were i mean we we definitely didn't look like we were in a band that was playing the, not necessarily playing the type of music that we were playing but you know i was wearing i was rocking like plaid like plaid shirts and like black cargo shorts and stuff like that like that it wasn't it didn't it looks like very you know local or whatever like you would just assume that this is one of the next like local acts and obviously i i understand it from a branding perspective because you know if you if you see a band dressed like that uh and i know that's like that shouldn't be important but the reality is that that's kind of that's kind of how it is uh these days like people look at a band and if they look like they're in one of the local bands you're probably not going to pay attention to them initially until they start playing but after people might have already walked out of the venue just because they saw you loading up or whatever yeah so. yeah i think um i think i was kind of fortunate with relapse symphony uh that we always sort of like we just we were all just like kind of similar in that way you know what i mean like like we wore just like what we wore all the time yeah you know what I, mean? Not that, I, I think you definitely got lucky with that uh because like basically well like like i have no no shame in admitting basically whatever i was wearing on stage was stuff that i saw burton cracking them to use wear i'm like all right cool if he wears that then after sure yeah but but bird's thing was cool for bird man like yeah yeah i like he 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 had I mean, he still kind of like dresses that same way. He, like, that's just kind of his thing. And but I also think it was because Bert was like such a good singer, and I think his lyrics really resonated with people. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think like, I think him like just being the dirty like t-shirt guy was like just bonus for everybody. Like everybody thought that was like cute later because he was such a good artist. Yeah. No, I mean. Yeah, to be honest, like I, I listened to them before I saw them. I, that's to me. That's like, I'm that's a true crazy. believer that the art's got to be there first. You know what oh. I mean? I think, I think a lot of people get really into the the marketing aspect of things, like yeah. too, a little too early and a little too heavy. You know what I mean? It's like you got to perfect what you're doing first. You know, your music, your band, your band's got to be important. No, absolutely. I know. And then all um, that shit like comes later. You know what I mean? And if you if you really look at the careers of like really big fucking bands, like what are like the biggest bands right now? Like Fallout Boy and shit. Like uh, look at that. Like when they started, they were just like fucking little punk fucking bands and shit. And like yeah. you know, listen to their albums. They grow and change. And the thing is, is like to your point, is you can like be a new Fallout Boy fan. And then go back to listen to their first record. I forgot what it was called. It was like that blue one. I don't know if that was the first one or not, but that blue one. And people would still like that because it was still like they put a lot of work into like the music and the art. And I completely agree with you. A lot of bands uh, these days seem to be uh, like, a, like a band I love a lot um, against me. You know what I mean? Like they're all of their records are like different from one another and you can hear the growth and the, you know the change with each release and like I, I and they're like a totally weird fucking band like they're they were accepted into 
like the anarcho-punk scenes and fucking and shit like that and they were like the weirdest band they you know their their songs weren't like really fast they weren't like really heavy they they weren't like you know they didn't sound like nausea they didn't sound like stuff like that but they were loved by the same fans right and i think if their art wasn't so good i think if their songs and what you know laura was writing wasn't so good then it wouldn't you know you know what i mean like it's got to be there first and then they, they they have the opportunity to grow and change because their fans love them because the shit is so good and you know like look at where they're at now like they're fucking still huge after all this time and they, they're probably bigger now than they've ever been yeah and i mean i could think of a a few other examples like where you know you see that progression because you know a lot of times uh labels or whoever will try like even fans kind of might expect like hearing a similar sound or a same sound like every single record but you have bands like thrice who sound completely different on every record uh bring the horizon they sound completely different on every single record like all of them are like i'm not saying like the different part is the important part I'm, my point is going to is that they're focusing on like creating like different a, a wider spectrum of their art and i know i know you're an artist not only like musically but you do other other things too so i know that's like especially important to you and i think that that's like, i just kind of do like shit i've always done like and i think it's so funny that as i when i get older like people think like like I've always drawn, I've always like done paintings and shit, and I've always been into music, like ever since I was a kid. Right. So to me, it's like, man, when am when am I gonna grow the fuck up? You know what I mean? And, and to other people, I tell them what I do. I like, oh, I I play in a band, I and I, I I paint, I do art, and and people think like, oh wow, that's so neat. And I'm like, is it? Like, <laughs> I I feel like a giant like eight year old. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, to me, I think I think you even said it earlier, like, uh, or I was just thinking it, but like, like, you are you are who you are, and like, you you do what you do. It doesn't it doesn't really matter, like, uh, like the whole stigma. I'm kind of like over the whole stigma of like, uh, you know, where where a person should be or whatever. Like, if they're in a band, then you know they're already expected to be a certain way or whatever like for me i'm just like you know i'm gonna do me and do the things i like and as long as it makes me happy i don't give a shit with what everybody else is talking about so Fuck yeah i'm good exactly <laughs> <clears throat> yeah i i think like it was weird like I, my band was a really weird fucking band because we were all like the me and jc were mm -hmm. two people who were coming from like punk but like we were just tired we wanted to like we felt like the pressure of like okay we gotta stop just like playing basements and parties and shit and like be in a band that actually like can go on tour and like see if we can actually like be a big band you know what i mean yeah yeah so like we started off as this like weird like fucking pop band that looked like guns and roses or something <laughs> and uh like people were like super fucking into that, which I think is like really weird. <laughs> and we did that for a while, and that that like worked really well and shit. Uh, but we like started losing members of that band that wanted to do that. So like, our EP was super poppy, and then our next record was like a little heavier because me and JC were pushing it into like a more like rock, hard rock direction. Um, but we were also like working with these producers that were like writing a lot too. Um, it was like you know me and JC like writing with them, and, and, that, uh, and, that's and our, our one guitar player at the time. But he like left the band on bad terms. He he doesn't like us. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I, I um, mean it it fucking happens. It you know some some members go peacefully. Some of them yeah. But our next record, our second record was the one that we actually, like, sat in a room and, like, me, JC, and our next guitar player, Ray, like, we wrote it. Just, like, banged it out. I remember we wrote, like, two fucking albums. We wrote, 
we wrote like a whole record and like threw it away because we didn't like it and then wrote the record that was born to burn um, and we like did it all in a month because we had like a month to write it and a month to record it because the label was like you have to have it done before warp tour because we got warp tour in 2015 and so it was like insane damn and you you guys were with uh standby right yeah we were Oh yeah, were yeah, um, yeah. Hey, what happened with those niggas? I don't know. I don't care. You do know. <laughs> you ain't trying to tell me. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> You're good, man. You're good. I'm not the biggest fan, really. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, they yeah. they they did do like some nice things for us. They they paid for some this and that when they could, you know. <laughs> they also like didn't pay for things and ruined a lot of other. Uh, opportunities and situations, but yeah, that's I mean that's the sticky part. But a, a lot uh, a constant theme that seems to come up on these podcasts that Orion and I have been doing is kind of how it's become a lot more or a lot easier to be self sufficient without like needing a label or anything like that. Especially because with, it is it's it's yeah. kind of like totally dumb to have a label or that shit now like i feel like that's something that goes back to what i was saying before where like if you have something that people want then they're gonna find it because the internet makes it so easy now yeah and you know it's it's great i mean obviously spotify that's a huge tool for that um you know there's tons of different things but not only that but uh, there's so many fucking outlets man you can get people on youtube spotify fucking facebook twitter apple music all the stuff (laughs) and uh but it also it's also a lot easier to record your own demos and make them sound actually somewhat legit and you don't even have to like pay somebody to even record your demos anymore i mean i I never, I never really did that. Like back in the day, I mean, we kind of like did some scratch demos, but we never sent that out. We, you know, we made, mostly just like played our music live and then just coughed up our own money to like pay for an EP and we just self released it. Yeah, so, I remember I, like all my like fucking basement like bands, like all my like punk rock bands I was in. That's like what we did. We would just like record like terrible audio voice message things on our phones like of, like bad guitar riffs and be like i had this idea and then, like, <laughs> we would get together every week at band practice and then like practice them and practice them until we like we remembered them we never like recorded them properly or anything it was like like my my band members never knew any of the lyrics to my songs or any of that shit. <laughs> yeah no i mean yeah i definitely i remember I remember the very first time I recorded, uh, like my my voice or whatever. I was like, and like everybody like here like has that first time they ever hear their own voice. I've heard my own voice before, but when I was singing, I was like, "Is that really what I sound like? That's so weird." It's like, yeah, that's what you sound like, and it was it was pretty shocking. I'm like, damn, uh, I did not think my voice sounded like that. All right, cool. I yeah. guess uh, got some work to do. <laughs> damn it, I suck. <laughs> But yeah, yeah on like the first fucking relapse of me recordings i sound like fucking mickey mouse i sound like a fucking little kid I, somebody said that to me one time too there's like why why do you sound like mickey mouse i was like i wasn't my head <laughs> my head it sounded like uh i was like 19 yeah. years old you were 18 19 19 yeah 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 that's uh that's around the time when I, I first was recording a little bit too. I, I remember I was like learning how to sing too because JC wanted me to be the singer of his band, but like he didn't want me to sing like fucking Johnny Rotten like I was singing and shit. You know what I mean? Like right. Oh, that's right. You play you play a little bit of everything. What did what did you start off on? The the very <laughs> first instrument I played was drums when I was a kid because my dad got himself a drum set and like I just was like stole it from him basically. <laughs> that's dope. So that's why that's how you're able to record everything with uh, 
heathens or like did you like did you do that with live drums or how did you do that <laughs> nah because live drums everybody i was trying to do live drums with like just didn't know how to like do the sound i wanted and it just sounded like shit so i just like was like fuck it i'll like play it on the fucking keyboard <laughs> oh shit that's that that's gangster right there yeah like whatever i you know a lot of fucking bands do that <laughs> that that diy that's how you gotta do it yeah yeah, I was just like tired of wasting my money on on people like being like oh yeah I can do that and then like I would try to do it with them and I'd be like what is this <laughs> is that what I said I wanted yeah no I I feel that um what 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 kind of uh what kind of bands are you listening listening to right now oh man there's like a bunch of shit I really like right now um my favorite band right now is a band from Canada called Single Mothers. They're like that's a crazy fucking, name. Yeah, they're they're just like a killer, like fucking uh, just like hardcore punk band. I don't know. They're they're like one of those bands like hard to, to like define because they're like a post hardcore <laughs> rock post punk fuck. You know what I mean? But. Like, they're just like hardcore punk to me. That's what I hear. So, yeah. um, anyway, they're fucking great. Um, there's uh, there's tons of bands, man. There's a band from Jersey called Wildlife that I love. You said Wildlife? Uh, yeah, yeah, they're a great band. They're uh, buds of mine. Um, there's a band from New York City called Crazy and the Brains that are fucking great. I fucking love. Uh, those band names like all of the ones you've said i'm just like i feel like the yeah. name is taken uh, there's this I... band called plague vendor that's fucking awesome too that sounds like a death metal of shit band name though nah they're like a fucking post-punk like uh they sound like if Bauhaus wanted to sound a little bit more like aerosmith like if they had an album where they were like let's sound more like aerosmith no that's plague vendor <laughs> that's such an interesting uh dynamic <laughs> yeah um Shit, man, I, I, nah, I like, I kind of feel like I don't want to like forget like my friends' bands now and stuff. Like I'm like, oh fuck, he's like rad. Uh, there's a band from California called Retox that are fucking killer. I like them. They've been around for a while, but like they're a good band. Hell yeah! Who, who's been, uh, who's been your favorite band to tour with so far? Favorite band to tour with? Fuck. Uh, there's been a lot of like really cool ones, like. Uh, I like I like touring with Craig Mabbitt's band Dead Rabbits. That was like a dope tour. I, they were cool. Craig's always been really cool to us. Um, the tour we did with, with Phantoms was uh, one of the best ones. That was super fun. That was that was definitely super fun. I I did enjoy that one. What was uh, yeah, uh I, and uh our we're friends with a band from Arizona called I Sit to Kill, um who I are super good friends of ours we love them um we always we're like homies with them like touring with them is like it's like seeing family again you know what i mean that's awesome yeah we we played a few shows with them but it's always been like when they're touring around like since it's along the same vein of genre whenever yeah because they fucking tour hard man it's like crazy especially like when they're always like here we're playing 500 more shows and i'm like oh my god you guys are gonna die they've been grinding it's been insane like they used to hit up jack's nightclub all the fucking time oh my god jack's dude that was the place jack's is the reason why relapse symphony exists dude i mean i would have to say this is that and a few few venues like Wrecker and Autobar in Maryland, but Jax, Jax was our other one that we went to all the fucking time. I, it's called Empire now, right? Well, now it's closed down. Oh, shit, really? I didn't know it's all the way closed. Yeah, yeah, it's been fucking closed, man. Yeah, but it, it turned into Empire, like, the last few years. Um, yeah, but yeah, I was, I was around when it was shit. called Jax, too. I used to go to shows there all the time. And Autobar, too. I used to, like, always go see um, my friends, the Biters. Because uh, their guitar player, Matt, was from Baltimore. So, like, they always had, like, really cool, like, um, big shows, like, in Baltimore. And I would always, yeah, they always played, like, Autobar and shit. That's dope. Yeah, I, yeah, I fucking, I, I miss Jax. And I remember that was, like, one of our, uh, one of our first, like, ticket-selling shows. And 
obviously we didn't like reach that market yet. Like we were trying to initially just play there or whatever. So like for like two months ahead of time, like every other weekend we would just go to that Tyson's corner mall. That's kind of near there or whatever. And yeah. try and sell tickets. Like we just go up to anybody who looks like they liked bands. And I don't think that, yeah, we never really grinded there like that. Like we played like, I, I feel like that's why we, we more just like hung out there than we ever did like fucking, you know, like playing there and stuff. Like we played there like quite a few times and stuff, but it was always with like one offs with like a bigger band or like yeah. you know, a tour or something. Like we do on tour, we played with like Dead Rabbits there and that was like a really big show. Well, because we always got like a really big turnout in Virginia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that very first show on, uh, on our tour we did together, like, that was that was Virginia, right? Or was that Baltimore? I don't remember what the first show was. Uh, the first one was Virginia. Yeah, and I was just like, holy shit, is this how it's going to be the whole tour? I'm fucking down. This is dope. This is real good. Yeah, and then Baltimore was sick, too. Yeah, so we, we knocked out both of our hometown shows right in the beginning just to get a, a good pace starter or whatever. And then uh, we had like 100 days off, and then we continued the tour. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, I mean, it was good times, man. I fucking, I fucking dug it. Yo, uh, I'm not, I'll be honest. The reason we had to start at 1015 is because I was watching SmackDown. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, Dude, I don't watch wrestling anymore. Smackdown. I haven't watched wrestling like in forever. Oh, well, I thought, I, man, I thought we were about to have a big wrestling conversation. because uh, We can talk no, no, about no, wrestling. Like, I, I love the old shit still. Like Sometimes I get in moods where I like really dig into the old shit. But like, I don't know. It just got like, a lot less interesting for me. Like Now it's, it's like fucking weird now. I don't like any of the new dudes. I mean, you're... you're and the Undertaker's like fucking 92. <laughs> and like, yeah. I'm like, ah... <laughs> Who, uh, who, well, when you were watching, who's your favorite? The Undertaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had another match. Uh, they also had some badass divas back then, man. Oh, my God. Dude, Trish Stratus is my wife. She doesn't know it, but she's yeah, she was cool. Stacey Hewlett, bro, that ass. Yes, yeah, Stacey Hewlett was fucking badass. Sable was fucking rad. Mean ass titties and shit. <laughs> but those, those chicks were like badasses, too, man. Lita. Yeah. Lita, hell yeah. The Hardy the Hardy Boys are my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. They might have some pretty cool chicks now too. I don't know, but Yeah, they do. There there's there's still still good ones there. I mean honestly, like I, I've been Orion and I've been like still watching over all these years, but probably around the time when you might have stopped watching it, that's when it did kind of like not be as cool anymore. Uh but yeah. It's all good, but I will say that thanks to WWE, uh, or I guess WWF at the time, that's what first got me into Rob Zombie, and I was like, I fucking love this song, and then I checked. Oh shit! Really? That's funny. Fuck yeah! So like, I get, I got a lot of my music. Like even Marilyn Manson. That's how I first heard about Marilyn Manson was through WWE, and I checked it out. I was like, motherfucker, hell yeah, I'm down with all this. Fucking, where was this earlier? Yeah, I, I had um an uncle who like because my my mom had me like really young and shit so like i i lived like in a house with my uncle her brother and he was like super into all that shit like marilyn manson and rob's like that's how like i got all that stuff that yeah that were you ever uh were you ever a big fan or have you always been uh more of like a punk dude not to interrupt this fucking thing wait what's that Hold up. <laughs> oh fucking uh homeboy's still like drunk driving or whatever. It's <laughs> awful. But uh yeah, so uh, I was saying uh where you like what what other like genres of music are you into? Like I know you're very heavily influenced in the in the punk genre, but uh like what, what else what else are you into? I don't know. yeah, I mean I don't know, like I I love all kinds of shit. I I do love like Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie and all that stuff. Um, I don't know. I like fucking. There's rap shit I like. There's fucking you know weird like noise stuff I like. <laughs> weird noise stuff. That's a that's a good genre. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I feel that. Um, yo, Ryan, what's good? What's up? You doing all right? 
Uh, your boy is on a long trip because you know where I live. I'm in the cut. Ain't nothing close to me. <laughs> true, true. I was, I was like, what's going on? But uh, I mean, I'm enjoying hearing y'all talk. It's been entertaining <laughs> as fuck. No, my bad. I, I, I've been hogging the mic the whole time. You can go ahead and chime in. My bad. No, we're good. I feel I'm like uh, I'm on a mission. I feel like this podcast is like that time that they try to like start a podcast on. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I, I, but it's like Frank just like wants to be entertained by Dennis and D. <laughs> I actually, uh, like, I watched that show in like binge spurts. Like, I would watch like a whole season or a whole season or two, and then I wouldn't watch it for a couple years, and then I'd watch another like season or two. I've, oh man, I live by it. Oh yeah, I. It's a funny mm-hmm. show, and uh, and I love them as actors too. Like they're fucking cool as shit. But the dude who plays Scarlett is funny as hell. I fucking Scarlett is. Uh, I saw him on fucking horrible bosses. That was really cool too. Yeah, yeah, he's done a lot of fucking rap videos. Yeah, music and all that shit, right? So, all right. Um, Yo, Orion. What up? Uh, did you did you have anything else to drop? Because uh, I gotta I gotta I gotta go somewhere real quick. Um, but oh, okay. yeah, your dick suck. You can it. go ahead. All right, cool. So, um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up then. Um, and uh, make sure actually uh, go ahead and drop your uh, your following uh, your social media. <laughs> stuff brett uh your instagram whatever whatever you want to promote now it's, the- it's all at brett vondell brett vondell helps. and the relapse symphony stuff is like at relapse symphony absolutely and then uh is the heathen stuff on spotify too um no, no that's on Bandcamp. Bandcamp, hell yeah so be sure to check out all of brett vondell's stuff dude it's been so much fun talking to you and hopefully uh whenever i make my way up there Again, we can chill. Totally, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Cool. All right, well, this has been Inside the Unsigned. My name is Joe Deke. I am Orion on a fucking mission and get goddamn beer and shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, peace. See you guys. Later, guys.